Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quickie and handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. Now, Andy, we had a big weekend. There was college basketball, NBA basketball. I don't think the NFL did anything crazy. I don't know. We had the World Golf Classic, all sorts of tennis, but really, Will Smith wins the weekend? Or is Chris yeah, that was... I can't tell. Jada Pinkett Smith? I don't know. I mean, it's. I woke this morning to all sorts of tweets, and God bless Australian TV for not cutting anything. What? 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 What an ordeal! I didn't bet heavy on the Oscars. I didn't bet enough to really even mention it during like just some some stuff that I thought would win, and then I always sprinkle some long shots. You know, uh, like hey, this guy has a shot. I know there was some late steam on Benedict Cumberbatch, which honestly would have been a real shame if he won because we would have missed out on a speech from Will Smith at that point. But I would not have tuned into the Oscars if it were not for having some small bets on it. Like I just wouldn't watch that sort of thing. So that was kind of a treat because usually it drags on and you got to sit through these interludes before. Like I wish they just ripped through all the awards like in 40 minutes. Just list the list the awards, show the pictures, have somebody stand up there, win an award. Like I liked how they did it with some of the smaller awards. But yeah, that shit was wild. My wife's like, was that did that was that real? And then I rewound it, and while and then while I while I brought the stream up to full speed, then it's bleeped. And yeah, Twitter Twitter wins the Oscar award last night. Like obviously Will Smith, Chris Rock, they didn't win. Nobody else won. Like all the Oscars combined should go to Twitter. The content last night was fantastic. I was up until like one in the morning, just laughing at <laughs> fucking memes. I couldn't go to sleep. Every time I try to like finish up my work for the night, somebody would send five more to a chat. I'm like, my God, these are all just so good. And, you know, so congrats to Twitter. And yeah, the Oscars won because everyone's going to talk about this all week. But no, no, no real crazy long shots came in. But uh, a little bit of uncertainty here and there. It's It's fun to... Wager on award season. I know you can't do it in a lot of places. I think in the legal books, it's maybe just Jersey is uh, allowing it for FanDuel. So I don't know. We're we're on to you know we're on to the draft season. We're on to the end of the college basketball season. And we're on to the NBA playoffs. I'm going to start with college hoops, but I wanted your opinion on this because you were talking about looking at your futures that you had pending. And I went and did the same thing. I didn't get a chance because we went live before I got to retort with my uh, thoughts on that. I have a bunch of Toronto Raptors to make the playoffs. Is that you? Uh, yeah, that'd be me. Okay, what what do we what do we think there? I mean, they're I they're playing pretty, tournament good for sure, about right? Um, yeah, I'm looking right now. Actually, they're the six seed right now. They're a game ahead of Cleveland. They finally got ahead of them, so we're in good shape. They just kind of got to ride out that lead. So they either need the sixth seed would cash it mm-hmm. or winning the seven eight game or losing the seven eight game and then winning the next game. So like they yep. they would need a lot. Well, I, I shouldn't jinx it. We're gonna knock on things here. So I'm I'm sitting and saying all the ways that they could lose, but all right. So I'm sitting in good shape on there. Otherwise, yeah, my college or my NBA futures not sitting too bad. Just need Tyler Hero to continue to be a very good player. I think that one's solid. Bones, I don't think he's winning Rookie of the Year, but fuck it, that was a huge number. He just hey, didn't he looks get the great answer. the last couple of weeks. He just needed the minutes, and 
again, it's it's probably should have known a little bit more about Mike Malone and how he treats new players. I, I think it took Bones a little while to learn the defensive schemes. And that's probably why he hasn't gotten minutes until recently. Because, I mean, you watch him play, he's electric on that team. He's exactly what they need. Yeah, I see. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I see all this social media buzz around him where people are like excited about him now. So I don't know, whatever. We take our shots at big numbers like that. We take our shots and I will I'll always be thanking Alex at the end of the year for some of this stuff, because I think I'm going to end up on the right side of history with the NBA futures bets. Um, but yeah, a lot before of Memphis we get bets that are going to go well, especially John yeah. Morant, MIP. So this is true. Although that I might have to something. cheer against him in the playoffs. If it's, up I don't care at that point. <laughs> Yeah, slump. Yeah, slumber puppies. I'm, I'm all in. I'm a fan again. Going to the Target Center, which also, did you know the women's final four is at the Target Center? I have no idea. You're gonna go? I don't think. I bet I could pull nine out of ten people would have no idea if I walked around town. Hey, the the Target Center is the women's final four. Just getting no publicity. Maybe that Buick commercial's right, but um, I don't know. I'll, I'll see how much tickets are. See if the daughter wants to go watch some basketball. I'm thinking, uh, like, you want to see some high? Like, there's a lot of bad games to start the women's college basketball tournament. The parity is different than the men. Like, the level from a one seed to a 16 seed, that gap is maybe 2x with, with from some of these men's games. It's really bad early on. But these high-end teams, once you get to the final, these games are always good. So maybe that's something I need to do. But we don't have big uh, – we don't have the final four yet, but we do have – the basketball classic semifinal tonight. This is late. This is in Fresno. This is a home game for Fresno State. It'll be Southern Utah, which is not too far, I guess, from Fresno. Still a Western team, but I I just ran my numbers. Like, I haven't dug too deep into it. I looked a little bit to make sure there weren't massive injuries or something I was missing. I double checked to make sure this was indeed a home game because if it were not, then my edge would have been way bigger because I was projecting these as home games rather than neutral sites. So in the college basketball classic, is that what we're calling it? I just said it, the, the basketball classic. So not the CBI, not the NIT, but the basketball classic semifinal tonight, Southern Utah Thunderbirds, Plus seven, I, I think they probably lose this game, but I have this a lot closer than, I don't know, the seven that was up there. There's some seven and a halves early on, and total total's probably just about right, honestly, from what I have. So looking at uh, looking at some Thunderbirds tonight and probably some Final Four action once we get later in the week. I like it. I can dig it. A little college basketball. I was not expecting college basketball to be today. I have to forget about those lesser tournaments, if you will, the uh, the lower events. But that's fun. Good for them. A little something to something, a little action in the, in the college ranks. I had a different bet to start because my scraper wasn't working quite right, and it said <laughs> it said, "Hey Andy, you should really, really bet Saint Bonaventure plus nine and a half." And I, I'm like, "Well, that's like that. my edge was obscene." So I go to the sports book and it's St. Bonaventure minus two. That's why things weren't scraping quite right. Sense. So, yeah, it made a lot more sense once I realized my number was 11 points off the actual market for what it was pulling in. I don't know. I hit re I hit refresh and it fixed it. So I'm not. Betting say, how did it grab nine instead of two? That's weird. Nine and a half instead of and plus nine and a half instead of minus two. Eleven and a half points off, which you'll always find value if you can find that sort of rogue number. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
you can find a number that's 11 points off market, you should bet it. You should always bet it. Um, the, the association then, right down to the right down to it here. We're getting there. Maybe what a week and a half or so, but you got a side and a total for me tonight. Nine games tonight. Like you said, we have about 10 or so games left, less than 10 games for some of these teams. Again, a couple of weeks left as things get really interesting. Again, Toronto just popped up to the sixth seed. The Cavs continue to tumble. They're like a game back. You look in the West, the Lakers are right on the edge there. The playing game, the San Antonio Spurs resurgent, only a game behind Los Angeles. So things are starting to get pretty interesting. It's going to be a last fun last week or so tonight again as just become sort of tradition here the last couple days it's really hard to figure out who's going to play what's going on thank you to brett in the chat for the update looks like robert williams is a torn meniscus so um adjust all your celtics numbers accordingly apologies to american numbers i know it's very high on the celtics and anybody but i think it would be all right if all our celtics uh, atlantic division futures are probably okay but two wagers tonight out of a handful of games we'll start with the orlando magic plus nine um, they lose as favorites and they cover as underdogs. Now, that isn't necessarily a thing, but I think we're just getting some value here given they lost the last couple games as favorites. I think it's strange for a team like that to be favorites. And uh, the race for the, the top three odds for the number one pick is starting to tighten up. I know I mentioned they adjusted the odds, so one through three are the same, but Oklahoma City basically hasn't won a game in a month and now is starting to get very close. So we have Detroit, Orlando, Oklahoma City, um, and Houston all kind of competing for the most the best lottery odds there. Um, did I say Detroit? I think I said Detroit. Anyway, but um, the teams are starting to get a little closer, so I think we might actually start to see some more tanking. Either way, nine points is just a huge number here tonight. Um, they go to visit a Cleveland Cavaliers team, who, again, as I mentioned, is just tumbling like a rock down a hill here at the end of the season. It's tough. Jared Allen's hurt. People, Evan Mobley is starting to look like you know the length of the season might be getting to him a little bit. We see that with rookies towards the end of the year. And just having all those guard injuries, it's tough night in and night out for Darius Garland to be the really the only guard on the floor even when Levert's there he's again a little more of a shooting guard than kind of a distributor and someone who can bring the ball up and do stuff so happy to go against the Cavaliers and happy to have the magic now it's nice big underdogs back again where they should be I have this closer to six so anything nine or better looks good on Orlando and then the Warriors and the Grizzlies the Warriors continue to just kind of get beat up without Steph Curry they've really struggled here the Grizzlies are without John Morant he'll be out for the rest of the regular season should be back to the playoffs we hope he's got some knee soreness I'm not entirely sure what that means but he'll be reevaluated. this is the lowest Grizzlies total since February second we have not seen a grizzlies total below 224 since february 2nd and you go back and look there's hardly any games that they go below this number i know that the warriors have struggled to score maybe they'll try to slow this game down a little bit but i don't really know what i'm missing here there as i start to look and play with some stuff here i got this as low as maybe 225 but it just a grizzlies total here 221 i start to see some 222s i think anything 223 or lower is worth playing over here again the grizzlies without john morant we've seen they have a ton of depth they continue to push pace and although the Warriors might struggle to score points without Steph Curry there's gonna there should be enough possessions and pace in this game for Andrew Wiggins to get enough points here you know I thought about a Grizzlies team total over instead of maybe playing um just this over but again this is a really nice spot where there should be a bunch more points yeah and you wonder too like if this goes awry neither might you know it might not make a difference like if if the Warriors don't cooperate and score enough points for the total 
you might be in an end of game situation where the team total doesn't get there anyway because of the blowout scenario. So we just need the Warriors. We need the Warriors to, they're all professionals. Like Steph Curry's important, but the rest of the team is professional athletes. Let's get a hundred. Jordan Poole might come on. Let's get 110 out of them. That's a big ask. Maybe we're cruising. We're cruising. We're, we're cruising. If I'd, I'd take 106. I'd take 106 out of them. Okay. That's fair. So. I have no idea what the team total is. I don't know what the spread is. I'm close. I feel like I'm probably close. Yeah, in the range. It's about 11. We're in the, we're in the range. Um, Valero, Texas Open. Another tournament in Texas. So half the field that was in the Dominican heads to Texas. Most of the golfers who want to play this week, who are over in Houston, excuse me, Austin, will head to San Antonio for the TPC San Antonio, TPC course. So you can see some names who do well on TPC courses a little higher. And, you know, there's some decent names here. Speethos plays this because he's a Texas guy. Rory hasn't maybe never played the Valero Texas Open. Either that or it's been like 10 years. Like, I remember he he uh, committed to this a couple months back, and it was a bit surprising because it's it was one of those cases where he either hadn't played for quite a while or just hadn't played this one ever the week before the Masters, but I'm not sure what he's doing using it for a warm-up. This is where things maybe get a little interesting with uh, top players who have bad first rounds. You know, the if they want to sit and scrape together and really push to make the cut in a tournament, that really might not mean much to their pocketbooks if they're not going to be competing in the weekend because they're already super rich and they're already in the masters eight different ways from Sunday. I'm going to put an article out on that because I think that's the most interesting. Yeah. Part of, the most interesting part of the masters is like, it's a huge part people, of tennis, how people got in because there's some guys like, oh, how just, people got in. yeah, off the bat, like finishing in the top 12 of the masters the year before puts you in. So, I mean, there's some guys that could be struggling, but they just had a good four rounds last year or, you know, some, I, I want to say it maybe Guido, maybe, uh, Guido, I can't ever say his last Gio. name. Guido. Yeah. No, 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 not no, he's tennis, a tennis player. There's a, there's a golfer. There's a Guido golfer now, not Guido Pea, but Guido Miglozo. He, <laughs> he had a really nice final round at one of the majors last year. Ended up shooting a 68, birdied the final hole to put himself into a tie for fourth. And the top four at that event is an automatic entry into the Masters, including ties. So, like, he meets no other criteria. He has no wins. He's not in the top 50 in the rankings. He doesn't have anything that would put him in. But that one, you know, that final round at whatever major it was, I'd have to go back and look, where he finished fourth, got him an invitation to the Masters. And that is the case, too, where um, Corey Connors won this event three, four years back, and he punched a ticket to the Masters. He wasn't in. So, I mean, you see a lot of big names at the top, and I feel like almost everybody on the, uh, you know, near the very top of the board is already in. But if you are not in the Masters, you can win this event and get in. Like it has happened. Corey Connors got in uh, by winning this event when he was a, a younger player. Obviously, he's a lot better golfer now. So that's always an interesting storyline come Sunday, even if it's a lesser tournament. I don't have any bets yet. I'm working on it. I'm going to mostly stick to matchups this week as outrights are not my forte. I'll stick to that for Masters. I'll probably be putting some Masters bets out earlier than later as well. I might have some a couple outrights for Augusta this week. But as you can see at the top of the board here, and if you're listening to it on the podcast, 
I don't know. Go follow Betsperts Golf. We tweeted out uh, the odds as well. You can check it out there. So what I was going to ask is, you know, you were talking about kind of the week before uh, the Masters. Is there any sort of trend or, you know, value in fading some big players the week before? Again, that's I was thinking about tennis again, where before Grand Slams, it's one of the best angles. I mean, if you've got a small tournament and you know somebody is going there, I mean, you just can almost cross them off the list. Yeah, I don't know. There have been some decent winners here. Like, uh, Jordy won this, but, I mean, he needed to get going. He was in a weird part of his career where he needed to kind of, you know, get get things going again. There have been some some weird finishes, but, like, like you said, they didn't play it two years ago with the pandemic. But you go back and, like, Andrew Landry won this, and I'm like, Jimmy, Charlie Hoffman, not only won this like five years ago, he finished second the last two two outings. So he's moved away up the board for some people here. I still think his number is a little ridiculous, but you will see big names win this occasionally. And it, it hasn't always been the week before the Masters either, I don't think. So just recently it has been. And you did see Jordan Spieth win this last year. I feel like that's a big enough name. So like I said, maybe if you see someone playing poorly, on Friday, or excuse me, Thursday, where it's like, hey, they're going to really have to scrape and grind and really play hard to get through this cut. Sometimes those names I feel like don't play so well. Maybe you can take advantage of that in a daily matchup or daily props, prize picks, what have you. So I'll be looking at that on Friday. Otherwise, you know, some of these guys just want to go play some good golf and get, you know, get a few more rounds in before Augusta. Yeah, that's something to look at again. It's, I'm always curious because motivation's huge, and it's a little different, I think, in golf because it, maybe the payout's a little bit better, and you know, making the cut is kind of a bigger deal. And then you know, you play solid, you make the cut, and then maybe you kind of lag those next two days because you're trying shit because you've already made it some money. It's just an angle. I, I wonder if anybody knows anything about. Yeah, it's not a huge purse, but it's still a full event, like an $8 million purse. So, I mean, the winner still takes 1.5 mil home. Not not some of the event money we've seen recently, but it's still a good purse if you want to make some cash. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how this goes this week. I'll be betting it every day. Um, You don't have a small event. You have, you're still on a big event. We're still running in Miami. Closing Secondly. out tennis here. Yeah, second week of Miami's going. We've still got Danielle Collins, um, and we've still got Coco Goff. Now, some big matches. Coco's got Iga. We'll yeah, see. Yeah. I mean, if there's ever a chance to take down Iga, here would be it. Collins has got Jabor today. We'll see if we can get those two through. We do have one bet, though, um, actually in Miami. And then, Andy, I know you love the smaller events. Do you know where yeah. Marbella is? Uh, M-A-R. So it's a soft L. <clears throat> That was good. You noticed that. I don't want to say France, then. Is it Spain? It is. Well done. The double L is a Y is Spanish. We are in Marbella, Spain. But we'll get to that in a second. Um, WTA Miami. This one starts this afternoon. I believe it's about an hour or so after we wrap up. It looks like Allison Risk is going to play Naomi Osaka. And as winners, it feels to bet on Allison Risk. She's had a fantastic start to the year. And, and these hot conditions are something that have bothered a lot of players, but historically have not bothered her. You know, I'm going to continue to play her. I think her serve is going to hold up really well and has held up really well in these slow conditions. She's plus 275 and plus four and a half games against Osaka. I have this closer to, you know, three and a half, four, and closer to maybe 210, 215, maybe 220. I don't know. 
Uh, it's you know kind of not a big difference when you get up to that number. But 275, four and a half games. This looks like a really nice spot. Again, we've seen Osaka kind of struggle physically as she gets later in tournaments. I haven't been super impressed by the way she's played. And again, risk is just kind of on a high point. So I'm going to keep trying to ride her while she's playing well. And I'm sure it will be back to fading her soon. Now, Marbella, Spain. Um, this is one of those 125Ks. It might be listed under, as a challenger under your book. Um, who knows what it actually is, but you should be able to find it. These matches all start 4 a.m. or later, 4 a.m. Eastern or later. So you've got some time. These will be kind of wake up and, and watch situations. Anna Bogdan playing Donna Vekic. Donna Vekic's first action since the Australian Open. Bogdan generally much more comfortable. Now, this is a surface change, Andy. We're on clay now this week. It's clay season has started. Um, we still have Miami, but all the challenger events, I believe, are clay this week. There might be some hard. Miami is just the purple but... clay. Let's it's now, slow. It's quite it's that slow. slow. But... <laughs> so, yeah, nice spot for Bogdan here. Generally much more comfortable on clay. Has been playing tennis um, recently. Again, Vekic hasn't played since the Australian Open. It's been a while. And, again, she's still working back from some injury from late of last year. Happy to lay the games here. You can see minus two. I've seen minus two and a half. So if you can find a minus three for plus games, which a couple offshores will let you do, go ahead and grab that. And then a Katarine Gorgatz. Um, this is kind of betting. This is what aligns it made very little sense to me, Andy. She's playing Bavara Gracheva. And uh, based on what I can see, Gorgatz has at least a 10% better hold break on clay, um, a much better record on clay, um, has been playing better tennis, actually winning matches where Gracheva has been playing. But Gracheva's like a minus 450 favorite. And I'm not going to tell you what I make it, but it's nowhere near that number. And happy to scoop up plus 320 here. Now, as excited as I am to do that, it's a clay tournament. It's kind of early. So I did only put half a unit on this, whereas a lot of times I will kind of take a full swing at some of these big numbers. And it is so far off. I just wonder if somebody knows something that I don't. But it opened it north of plus 400 last night and has been pushed all the way down to 320. Again, I'd play this, honestly, anything plus 250 or better. So go ahead and get grab plus 300 now. So um, we'll have one match this afternoon in Miami and the other two should be nice and early while you're waking up. So that one is middle of the night. So not only should I bet it, but then I take all my my uh, Warriors over money and then rebet. At a, we'll see what the number exactly. does. If it's still over three to one when I go to bed, is that a West Coast game? That game might not finish before Andy goes sleepy. I think it's actually at eight o'clock because they're in Memphis. Oh, shit. I can live with that. Yeah, we're definitely reinvesting that, though. Um, All right. Cool. Bunch of picks today. Good way to Except start a Monday. Down. Yeah, good good way to start a Monday, I think. A little basketball, a little pro basketball, a little tennis. Sorry, I don't have anything golf yet. It's still early in the week, man. I, I just gotta golf. get my head around. Yeah, they're not playing golf till, th- till Thursday, so I will I will have some golf to bet tomorrow for sure as we start. To it's annoying. We have to wait match. until Thursday. Yeah, you know what you could the do. He spoiled. If, if you want to bet the Masters early, yes, you can. But if you want to get a really good number, you could check out our title sponsor, PropSwap, where, again, I've explained this numerous times, but with the 100% deposit match, you essentially can get your first ticket that you buy on PropSwap for double the odds. If it's a $200 ticket that pays out 1000 you only have to deposit $100. So you can buy that ticket with your 100% deposit match. It's now a 10-to-1 ticket instead of a 5-to-1 Go ahead and get yourself some Masters tickets on there. If you have some tickets to sell, you can do that too. Promo code BETSPERTS gets you the $100, $100, 
$500 if you want. 100% deposit match up to 500 when you deposit. If you have questions, hit me in the DMs. I'll guide you along, but uh, I'll have some information in the show notes and on the YouTube notes. And with that, call it a Monday. Thanks, guys. It's thumbs up.